comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Facebook, no Twitter, no smartphones, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Dead TV podcast episode number 61, our commentary track for the episode Chupacabra, which is for all of you playing at home, uh, season two, episode five. To join me on this commentary for this Daryl Dixon heavy episode are my good friends Johnny M and Mr. Brad Milo. How you doing, guys? Doing well. It's been a long time. I haven't done a Walking Dead episode since the finale of season two. Slacker. So since the uh, since the late seventies, yes, uh, I was on total Walking Dead burnout, and uh, <laughs> I still am a little bit. But uh, and I hate commentaries, so it should be a fun night. Well, Maybe. At, at least you're not going to be uh, wasting your time anymore with that podcast. Yes, Weiner oh. Sadly, sadly, that was a shot at you, Brad. I think it was the both of us. I have no idea what you're talking about. But anywho, uh, all you Dixons, Vixens are definitely going to want to check out this one because we're talking about Chupacabra. It's uh, it's Daryl and Merle at their best. But before we get on to all the uh, the Dixon love and festivities, I'd like to pass it over to my compadre and friend, Mr. Johnny M, to tell you about our good friends at DCB Service. John? DCBService.com. It's the place to get all of your comic book and Walking Dead related items. Their new stuff for July is up on the site. We did not get our fancy email yet that tells us what they want us to t- uh, what they want us to tell you about. But I can tell you that there are some cool new Walking Dead items or items that I haven't seen yet, such as uh, you can get a box of the trading cards. I don't know that those were available. Maybe they were, but for sixty six sixteen, you can get. Uh, a big box of the Walking Dead trading cards. It's five cards per pack. It's 24 packs in the box. And these are loaded with the special like autograph cards and uh, probably holograms and things like that. Really cool. I've seen people on Facebook showing off their uh, autographed cards that they have won inside random packages. So that's very cool. There's lots of new t-shirts starring you know, all of the cast and also the comic book art. So it could be a TV shirt or a comic shirt there's new coffee mugs i know brad loves coffee mugs i do i have a various collection of uh, geeky coffee mugs and uh, some sentimental coffee mugs so uh, i can definitely uh, see myself sipping some java out of a brain we also have uh this is a nice little novelty item it's zombie survival energy drink 
You can get a case of that. It's got a it's a basic energy drink, but it's in a cool can that says zombie survival. So that's pretty cool and it has mm. some funny graphics on it. It tells you, you know, how to survive the zombie apocalypse, which we all know is coming shortly. Uh, and there's a new video game. Uh, besides the video game that everybody's been talking about that you can get on Xbox and stuff, this is like a plug-in video game. You plug the shotgun into your TV, and uh, it's a little pump-handle shotgun action. You can shoot some zombies on your TV. It's an official Walking Dead game. And uh, lots cool. of yeah, lots of other cool stuff like that. Put in the code WD8 if you have not ordered through DCBS in the past or if you have not ordered in the last year. And they will throw another 8% on top of your savings. Uh, so that can get you to, to like 50% off on uh, comic books especially. And that includes all of the trades and volumes and compendiums to get you caught up on your Walking Dead reading. So DCBService.com, great company. We all use it. And uh, we thank them for the sponsorship as always. All right, let's do this. We're going to view Chupacabra. We had to pick and choose from this season. This is definitely one worth picking. And so what you guys need to do is queue up your digital file of choice like I talked about on the last commentary we did. And so what you're going to do is you're going to get past any AMC logos or whatever, depending on which kind of file you have. And uh, what you need to do is after that it fades to black and then it's going to fade up and it's going to uh, you're going to hear some stuff before you see stuff. Uh, you're, what the first video you're going to see is it'll it'll look like you're inside an RV looking out through the window. It's very dark. So Can you hold on one second, Brad? Yeah. Have you seen the trailer yet for uh, the oh, I'm going to forget the name of the movie. Uh, the Watch. Yes. And and Jonah Hill and uh, I think Ben Stiller are doing that bit with the kid they have arrested. Look at his face. Look at my face. Look at his face and listen to me. Look at him and listen to me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at him and understand me. Look at both of us but understand no one. Listen to my words and hear his face. Okay, did I kind of sound yeah, like that? Yeah, you kind of sounded then? like that a little bit. Sorry about that. So, cue it up to where it fades to black. Then, two seconds in, pause it. And we're all going to start there at the same time. Okay, and what you see is just some video fading in, looking out through an RV window, we think. So, cue that up, and pause this if you need to, and then come back to us. And here we go. We're going to go in three, two, one, play. All right, we're outside of the RV now. You guys with me? Yep, all good. All right. And we should mention that Chupacabra takes place, uh, it's the first episode after... Maggie and Glenn get it on, as Jim uh, so eloquently pointed out earlier. And it's also right after Lori has uh, found out that she's pregnant. Now, here we are in a flashback scene to before. I mean, there's Sophia. And this is, a, you know, I guess just as the outbreak is starting because Lori and Shane are together uh, with Carl and there's no Rick in the picture. So this. Oh, there's Ed. Yep, there he is. Look at his words and listen to my face. <laughs> Ed is dead. It's weird seeing Ed. Get a little more background of his douchebagginess. I believe it's known as douchebaggery. Either way works for me. I think I like douchebaggery better, though. Yeah, you're good. And he's smoking a cigarette. You know on TV that means you're bad. So do our characters, do they get haircuts? 
because, I mean, we know Shane did, but Carol's hair is always that short. I don't recall it ever getting Afro-like. I'm glad Shane got a haircut because his hair is pretty big in this scene. This is the fifth episode of the season, so has he shaved his head by now? I can't remember. I don't think so. I think that happens a little bit later in the second season. And this is still a Darabont episode, correct? That is correct. Up yeah. up until the um, the, the first uh, official Mazar episode is uh, Sophia coming out of the barn. So, I mean, that was the second half of the second season. I don't know. That hair on Shane looks like a wig. I honestly can't remember, Jim, when the, the sequence of events. I guess we'll find out. Or do we ever see the rest of the main cast in the present in this episode? Or is it just... I think it is. I mean, I think we do. I have not seen this since it aired. I don't think I have either, John. I was hoping to catch it on the uh, July 4th uh, marathon they're showing. Guess what, guys? As we're recording this, today is the first day of uh, Dish Network having dropped AMC from its lineup. So I do not know how I'm going to watch The Walking Dead next season when it comes on. Black helicopters flying overhead. Helicopters are big on this show because everybody always goes back to that pilot episode with the helicopter down in the street. You know, so you think, oh, is that is this where we're going to see it? Or is that the one that went down? Things like that. So no sympathy for Brad with the AMC dropping or dish dropping AMC? None from you guys? If you, if you have dish, I feel real bad for you because Breaking Bad is starting in like two weeks. Yeah, I haven't even seen one episode of that yet. I'm, uh, I'm, I plan on it. You guys have talked me into watching it. I love this scene right here. You know, for a TV show, crappy uh, sci-fi special effects. That's that that was pretty well done. I mean, it looked it looked genuine for TV, genuine with air quotes around it. And much better for this series because there was some pretty bad CGI. You know, ending oh, yeah. season one and. Yeah, I mean, that's. Can you imagine watching that happen to your hometown? That would just be nutso. That's what I was about to say. Like, it's, this is like the beginning of the demoralization of Shane. You know, him watching his own government bomb a, a major city, you know, with napalm. I mean, that, that's got to be the beginning of his slippery slope down into, you know, craziness. And we got off track for a little bit there while we were talking about Dish Network and things like that. But that first scene is more endearing us towards liking Shane. I mean,. They were definitely yeah. a couple at that point, and that was soon after everything went down. You know, I don't think we have to get into figuring out how long Rick's been gone at that point, but, you know, they were a couple. That wasn't Shane well, advancing on Lori at that point. I'm not necessarily convinced they were a couple at that point. They were obviously good friends and comfortable with each other. They could have been a couple, but I didn't see any, didn't see or hear any evidence that, you know, that they were intimate with each other already it's, it's very possible but i think jim since they're already intense and camping out and stuff i think shane's already shaved his head oh we'll see soon enough i guess i i, I yeah i thought it was later but i mean i could be wrong but you're right about carol's hair it's always the same length it's always like really scrubby and short yeah
I think this is before, I mean, this is when Herschel wants them off, isn't it? Yeah, I was just thinking, that'll that'll settle everything. Cook dinner for them. Problem solved. Yep, Shane shaved it. His name's Jimmy, is that right? That's yeah. right. So is this the episode after Daryl goes off on his lone little adventure and, and finds the food and the clothes in the closet of that little house and all that? Yeah, this, I think it was, this is yeah. the episode right after that. Mm -hmm. Cherokee Rose. That's right, Cherokee Rose. How many people in this scene are dead? Let's see. Jimmy's dead. <sighs> At least two, three. Dale's dead. <laughs> Shane's Shane. dead. Twice. <laughs> Shane's dead twice. Twice. That counts yeah. for two. <laughs> oh, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> There's your Hyundai product placement. Wow. It's so funny how I never noticed that until you guys were. Hey, want me to get my guitar and play long? That's okay. Tune that guitar, please, Glenn. Hey. Oh. Ouch. He's a 60-second man. Glenn's got no game. <laughs> I always liked this conversation. You know, they're they're stressed out with each other, but they can still kind of just relax and reminisce about good times. Well, they were friends for a long time before all this went down. I mean, after yeah, they're just talking about high school right now. Yeah, they have a lot of history together. I mean, that's what makes it so powerful at the end of the season. Yeah. This is what we call telling tales out of school. It's funny because I see this scene and I think of the scene where Shane uh, drew a bead on Rick. You know what I mean? 
and Dell's yeah. Dell's side. It's just kind of it's it's weird to see them, you know, so friendly and happy together after that. And you know, the last time they were together in the woods. And I mean, knowing where it's going changes a lot too. I mean, I think the first time we saw it, we were probably saying they really do like each other. It's just kind of like an alpha male struggle and with Lori in between them and things like that. But when you know how it ends, it's kind of. Now, Brad, you have some experience with firearms. Is that the way you're supposed to carry them as you walk through the woods, pointing down at your feet like that? Well, I don't believe they're pointed at his feet, but pointed down at the ground is is the preferred way to do it. You know, if it's pointed up over your shoulder, it could still fire and come down out of the air and hit somebody or something. But if it's pointed at the ground, you know, it's just going to kick up some dirt. Hopefully you're not pointing it at your feet. Yeah, you want to point it at the ground. Or at yourself as you're riding in a pickup truck like Glenn. Right. Yeah, you right. do not hold the barrel in your mouth while riding in a pickup truck. Good advice. You know, these guys are used to, to you know, holding firearms. And when you're used to something, you may, you know, when you first learn a skill, you... You learn the right way to do it. You learn the the do's and do nots of, of this particular skill. But as you get used to something, you either voluntarily or involuntarily take shortcuts. You know, you might you might jump some curbs or along the way. You might bend the rules a little bit and, and I'm sure some seasoned cops would, would do the same with their firearms because they're confident in their abilities. But, you know, it's not you gotta be still be careful. I'm sure, you know, some cops have made mistakes. Now we find that Shane is still sore about not going to Fort Benning, not, not following his play, and we start to, they've gone, they've gone from, like, being, you know, jovial friends, reminiscing, to now they're at each other's throats. And I always get the feeling when Shane is talking about Carl that he's sincere. You know, even though he's obviously slimy and... and would kill Rick in an instant. He, you know, he really does care about Lori and Carl. Absolutely. All right. Are, did they see that blue thing hanging, or are we supposed to think that they they put that up there like he did the red one? I don't know. The first time I saw this, I thought, well, he sure is walking away kind of weird because you didn't see the horse. And then it cuts to him on the horse. I was like, oh, okay, that explains his his posture and the way he was moving. thought it was funny. Now that is that Sophia's doll? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's the same one. Yeah, but between this episode and the last one, we really see how much, uh, um, you know, Daryl is, is kind of obsessing on finding Sophia, you know what I mean? I don't know that we ever really got a really great answer as to his motivation for looking so hard for her. But you know what? I don't know that it really matters. Uh-oh. <laughs> Snake! It's kind of a cool shot. This whole part kind of reminded me of Deliverance, where they're trying to uh, survive out in the wild. Not, not so much the Ned Beatty... Uh, um, squeal like a pig part. I remember being really happy with this episode because we got to see so much of him. I just thought it was neat that they focused on one character, you know, for 75% of an episode. Yeah, that's kind of more uh, of a Darabont thing, too. I mean, Mazzara, I mean, there's character stuff, but it doesn't seem to be, you know, I mean, this is really kind of slower paced than what we see as the, you know, in the second half of the season. Yeah. More deliberate, I guess. I like the contrast from, you know, coming off the dialogue heavy Shane and uh and Rick scene to the Daryl alone scene where there's, you know, no dialogue at all. I'm so happy they didn't have you like have him like talking to himself, you know what I mean? Like, oh geez, I got a bolt going through me, I better wrap you know what I mean, like saying what he was doing because in that situation, you wouldn't be, you know, giving exposition. You'd be dealing with the situation. Or talking to God or Merle or anything like that. I always wondered why he didn't pull the bolt out first. Maybe he knew he'd bleed too much? I don't know. It's 
screw you, Lori. I'm the one that risked my neck to get your stupid pregnancy tests. Is it door number A or door number B? Let's keep this our ancient Chinese secret, okay? So, did you guys kill each other yet? Now, this is after Lori told Rick that he should kill Shane, correct? I think so. She has that conversation with him in the tent. Yeah. Oh, that's got to hurt. Crickets are so loud. I'm making moonshine. So if Jimmy's not his kid, who is he? He's just like a neighborhood kid who's staying with him? Or? I don't think they ever really explained. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if we were given that information or not. I just assumed it was one of his uh, kids. So, obviously, pretty soon here we're going to be. Treated with a Michael Rooker appearance. Oh, yeah. There he is. Not me. 
That's what I was saying. I think later we see that he does have both hands, but I like how they go out of their way not to be overly obvious about it. That way it keeps you wondering, is this real or is this a dream? I'm just wondering what the real reunion is going to be like between the two of these guys now. But they seem to, well, not to spoil too much, but, you know, I don't think the reunion is going to be this peaceful. This is Daryl's way of working out his own guilt and confusion about his loyalty to his brother and this new family he's found. That was a pretty chaotic situation in which he lost his brother. Yeah. They did just show a a fuzzy, out-of-focus shot of his right arm and hand. I don't remember which one was locked up. I think it was his right arm. I think that was maybe... I like that Merle. Waves. I'm sorry. I like that Merle calls them Democrats. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, you forget how powerful of an actor Michael Rooker is, and I mean, he's barely talking above a whisper, and yet, I mean, it's it's pretty impactful. But uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I just uh, that cemented him in my mind as like one of those guys, you know, one of those actors that just can go above and beyond a role. Plus, he's kind of crazy in real life, too, which adds to it. He was very nice when I got to meet him at the Texas Frightmare Weekend. Okay, there's his right hand. I didn't mean crazy in a bad way. No, I hear you. There's both hands. Hey, that's not Merle. Nom, 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 nom. What a way to wake up. (laughs) Dang. Gnarly. Think you got him. Ouch. Oh, he pulled that through the wrong way, didn't he? Yeah, with the no. Fe- no, he pulled the feathers through him. That is the wrong way. Yeah. Well. I guess anyway, he gets it out of there is the right way, huh? Maybe I'm thinking of a fish hook. That was what a, a cool great shot. shot. What a great, what a great camera shot there. Yeah. He wakes up on an island next to a hatch, and there's some guy putting numbers into an old computer. And Big fat guy walking around. A couple of hot girls walking around. And here's a little something for the ladies. <laughs> He's ripping off more of his clothes, so. 
I wonder if those are really his tattoos, like in real life, or are they... They might be. I don't know. I haven't... I know... Uh, mm, Vittles. I know I'm... Bo- He's got num-nums. <laughs> I know in Boondock Saints he has a bunch of tattoos, but again, I don't know if those are his or... On for, I don't know for the characters. I saw a t-shirt uh, today on the internet, uh, and it had a... It was a an image of that necklace with those four ears, and underneath it, it said Dixon's fine jewelry. Nice. Nice. Now, I really thought this was where the character would turn for the duration. You know, he was kind of a bit wishy-washy before this, and he had, like, emotional moments with Carol and finding Sophia and things like that. And then uh, I thought this was the turning point, and I don't know if they ever really followed through. And thus we get the title of the episode. The Goat Sucker. Nice. I think we're all pretty enthralled with this, <laughs> yeah. this section of it because none of us are talking. Well, I mean, I, I'd hate to, I hate to talk over Michael Rooker, you know. I mean, he's yeah. just so intense. He's one of my favorite actors, um, you know, character actors out there. But uh, it, it's interesting. I wonder if, like, you know, uh, again, I'm, when they reintroduce the character, how much of this is going to stick with Daryl and how that's going to play into. I don't know. I'm I'm very excited that he's going to be back on the show. And well, you know, I think AMC would have liked to have kept the bag, the cat in the bag, a little longer. But Rooker himself, you know, let, spilled the beans at a, a big convention. So AMC has been—I don't know if generous is the is the right word, but you know, has has let a few pictures of him out on set. So uh, it's not like they're trying to hide it. As far as coming back, I mean. This seems like before Herschel really uh, developed a bond with Rick, you know, 
before he really started to respect Rick and his uh, what he's trying to do. I was seeing her on the top of that RV just reminded me about, you know, the cool stuff at the end yeah. of this episode. Oh, that. It reminded me of the Andrea from the comics more, yes. more than the Andrea from the show. I mean, Andrea from the comics is always a sniper on top of the RV. This is a pretty I, good I, conversation, if I remember. I never noticed the jackalope antlers, antlers there on the wall. Welcome to real life, Glenn. Yeah, there's a group for people who don't understand women. They're called men. They meet at the bar every Friday night. Do we know how old Glenn's supposed to be? I don't think so. Uh oh. <laughs> so Glenn's, you know, 22 at least, probably. I guess, you know, right around that age. Walker, Texas Ranger. This was really well done. You know, he looks like a zombie. And, you know, that was the point. But it, it could have been cheesy, but it it was awesome the way they did this. Does it seem like they're overreacting for one zombie walking in from really far away? Yeah, it sure does. Yes. <laughs> Is it really going to take all of them? Yeah, I mean, how many one. have they killed at this point, you know? You know, they see the one, but they're not sure if there may be a couple more behind them in the woods. Yeah, I guess so. Andrew in the comic would have made this shot. Shane's still limping from from his uh, accident he had. It was well done. Have a cup of shut the hell up, Dale. Rick is sweaty.
Good one, Andrea. Way to go, you stupid woman. Oh, nothing. Just shot one of the male leads. Zombie ears in his mouth. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I am so sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's one of T-Dog's lines this season. This yeah. episode, I think coming. it was the only one. Yeah. <laughs> the viewers say that all the time. Oh, snap. Just shows how obsessed he is with Lori and Carl above all the rest of them to keep them safe. And, you know, pretty much to hell with everyone else. He'll be fine. I used to have a hat like Dale's. <laughs> We've all wanted to shoot Daryl. Now that Dale's gone in the TV show, did we ever talk about Daryl and, I'm sorry, Dale and Andrew's relationship in the comic? I don't know. I don't think so. I think we might have alluded to it, but I don't think we spoiled it. I guess all we really need to say is that 
ended up much differently than it did in the TV show. Plus, I'd guess Dale in the comics probably 10 years younger than Jeffrey Demute. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would think so. We have to sit at the kids' table, man. That sucks. Awkward. Yeah, this episode is full of amazing moments. Thanks for bringing that up, Glenn. Awkward. What is that, Kool-Aid? It's purple stuff. Powerade. They don't have any Sunny D anymore. Passing notes. Now, even though I've lived here my whole life, and there's a place I don't want you to know about, you picked the place to have sex. Right. And I will pick the place where all the zombies are stored. And everyone will see me write you a note back. Except Daryl. That's funny that he pulls that. Yeah, I'm not decent. (laughs) Yeah, that sheet up over his nipples. (laughs) You can't see my nipples. He's had no shirt on for a season and a half. Now all of a sudden he's coming up. Now he's shy. Yeah, this definitely sets the foundation for their relationship and, you know, how close they become as the season goes on. Nice kitchen, by the way. And I'm just now going to read the note that you gave me half an hour ago. Not the hayloft! No! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. All right, I'm going to do in the hayloft. Why lock a barn? And wouldn't you hear them in there? I mean, they don't talk, but they grunt and groan all the time. Especially if they smelled someone outside, they could eat. Oh, 
smelling the hayloft. I don't see anything suspicious going on around here. Hmm, why does it smell so bad? I O-M-G. Look for Sophia. Yeah, really. Really? Huh. Boom. So now they're all riled up, and he didn't hear any of that before. Okay. Well, it's okay. So that was one of the good ones for sure. I remember there being a kind of up and down at, the, at this point in the season, and this was certainly a high point. Well, this sets up that whole season two break uh, with the whole barn and the argument about that, and then them finally opening it and finding Sophia. I mean, this this is a setup for all of that. So, but it's definitely it seemed a little slower than some of the later uh, episodes uh, of the season. That, um, and I'm sure some of that's from the you know switch from Darabont to Mazzara. Yeah, I mean, it was balanced pretty well. You had, you know, you had some character moments, but you did have a lot of zombie action, which uh, I know some of our complaints early on was that the episodes either seemed to be all zombie action or all talk with no or maybe one zombie in the whole episode. So this was kind of balanced pretty well in, in those areas, at least. The next episode that happens is Secrets. And that's when Glenn and Maggie run out to the pharmacy to pick up some more medical supplies for Lori. And what else happened in that episode? Oh, Shane uh, takes Andrea for some more training lessons. Is that where they? Uh, is that where they get it on in the Hyundai? I think so. Yeah. That, yeah, it is. Do we know the next uh, episode that we chose or that the Facebook members chose or whatever? Well, the one that follows Secrets is pretty much dead already, which is when Shane opens the barn. So we're definitely going to do that one, and this is when we find Sophia. Cool. And I, I think we'd like to do a news or regular episode in here somewhere just to catch up on a couple of voicemails. And there is news. Uh, you know, there's been... The second, ep the second episode of the video game has come out, and I know we've right. played yeah. that and talk about it. Walking Dead issue number 100 is coming out. That's a big deal. Yeah, they just announced an official magazine for the show as well. Cool. I say we do that news episode next, and then after that we do a commentary for Pretty Much Dead Already. Now that leaves, after we do the commentary for Pretty Much Dead Already, that leaves six more episodes. Uh, and they're all uh, Glenn Mazzara episodes. So if we don't do all six, it's going to be kind of hard to, to figure out which of the six we want to do. And, and I'm not suggesting we do all of them, but it'll be it'll be fun picking and choosing. Well, I know the yeah. Facebook group voted for, uh, what was it, 18 Miles Out and uh, Nebraska among uh, some of the other later episodes. So I think we'll be hitting, hitting those for sure. Yeah. I think Nebraska was a good one. That's when they find the the dudes in the bar and and this is when Herschel sees Rick and finally gets it. He finally understands his situation. 
Uh, so that that is a good one. Yeah, there's some good ones. There's some good ones. So uh, at least those yeah. two in the finale. So yeah, at least we got to do the, uh, the the 18 miles up when Shane and Rick beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, definitely a good one. 18 miles out was written by Scott Gimple and Glenn Mazzara. And uh, let's see, pretty much that already was just Scott Gimple. Glenn Mazzara also wrote the last two, co-wrote the last two episodes of the season. The final one was co-written with Robert Kirkman. So yeah, there's some good stuff coming up. Sweet. And until then, you can uh, drop us a voicemail at 516-468-7912. You can follow us on Twitter at WDTV Podcast. You can go to the Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook group and join there. Uh, or you can come on over to walkingdeadtv.com or hhwlod.com and check out all of our other cool podcasts and reviews and blogs and things that we have going on over there. So thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. Beware the chupacabra. Your name is-